everyone. You are listening to Mind Body Greens Beauty Podcast, Clean Beauty School. I am your host and Mind Body Greens Beauty Director, Alexandra Engler. Here we discuss all things beauty taken through the lens of well being. Thank you for joining. So before we jump into today's episode, I'm going to tease a few exciting things we have coming up. First up, we have a special beauty catch-up episode with our very own Mind Body Green beauty editor, Jamie Schneider. If you read the site, you definitely know her work. So in the episode, we will be discussing some of the latest beauty news, answering questions from the Mind Body Green community, and just talking about some exciting launches that we have coming up with the Mind Body Green product line. But on to the questions part. If you have any of your own, please go ahead and head over to sayhi.chat slash School to submit your questions. I also linked to that in the show notes, so it is much easier to find there. You just click on the link and you can leave us a voicemail. If you don't want to send a voicemail, I totally get it. You can also just find me on Instagram and DM me and, and ask your question that way. So I'm on Instagram at Alex underscore Blair underscore. Again, I went ahead and linked to my Instagram in the show notes. So you can find that there. On to the episode. Today, we are talking about self-care and self-love. People talk about self-care a lot in the beauty space. And honestly, it typically elicits eye rolls. In a lot of cases, it's rightfully so because the discussions tend to be very surface level or like, hey, if you purchase this, you'll find self-love. Well, in today's episode, we go much, much deeper than that. So my guest today is Angela Gia Kim. She is the founder of Savor Beauty, which is both a beauty line and a New York-based spa. I often describe it as K-beauty meets downtown cool means upstate organic. Well, I'm having her on today because she actually recently authored a book called Radical Radiance. It is all about self-love, acceptance, and daily rituals to help you find your radical inner peace. She sent it to me a few weeks ago when it launched, and I just absolutely adored it. So I knew I had to have her on the podcast so we can discuss some of the things she talks about in the book. I just love the way that she approaches the concept of self-love, how she manifests it for herself. And honestly, just her relationship with beauty. The way she talks about this stuff is really, really stunning. You will hear it for yourself in this episode. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and get into it. Angela, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I am so excited to have you. We have so much to talk about today, including your new book, Radical Radiance, which we will definitely chat about throughout this episode. But, you know, just so our audience at home knows, I have been a long time a fan of your brand and spa. Honestly, my uh, my history with Saver Beauty goes back to back when I was like an assistant at mm. Self Magazine. And the beauty editors at Self Magazine were like obsessed with your spa. They were obsessed with you. And I just had this like idea in my head of like, okay, the fabulous beauty editors of New York City 
they go to Saber Spa. And like, you know, it just like, it was ingrained in my head in that way. And so, you know, I just, I, I feel like I have such a, a long personal history with, with your work. So, you know, I am so excited wow. to have this conversation with you. I know, isn't that wow. funny? Start this conversation. I am glowing. <laughs> Well, I I just I had to put that in there. So, oh, but so I always love to have the audience get to know you a little bit better. Obviously, I know some of your story, but you know, I, I I'd like the audience to to share on that journey with us and, and and hear all about you. So, you know, what was your journey into the beauty industry? I mean, I you know, my professional journey began with Saver Beauty over a decade ago, but I would say that my journey with beauty began when I was very young. You know, I'm Korean. And as you probably know, Korean women are obsessed with their skin. And my mom was no different. So I just grew up always watching her, you know, do these beauty rituals. And she was so, you know, because, because back then, the American ideal was the mattified mm. sea breeze. I don't know if, you know if you even know what sea breeze is. Scalic, yeah, but it was just yeah this, for sure. Like, where it just, you know, just used things that would basically make your skin look very dry so that you wouldn't break out, especially in your yep. teens. So I was always like, mom, why does your skin always look so wet? What, why do you, she would always just be so dewy and she prioritized moisture upon moisture. And I didn't know it at the time, but she was nailing the glass skin look before glass <laughs> skin became a thing, you know? So that was really my journey and my first memory of beauty. And I, she would always get these amazing exotic creams from her sisters in Seoul made from pigeon poop, cocoon, <laughs> silk cocoon, you know, just all these like exotic ingredients, gold flecks. And I was just always so intrigued. And so that was really my first step into the beauty industry. And, you know, just to make a long story short, I was a concert pianist and I was about to walk out on stage and I put on this quote, natural lotion all over my body and started breaking out into hives in front of hundreds of people. And so I was really humiliated, took a look at the list of ingredients after the concert and was mortified at how many chemicals there were in the so-called natural formula. So that was just, I just came back to New York City and I started mixing lotions and potions in my kitchen. You know, I was doing a lot of research. And at first I would take things out of my pantry and I would mix butter with olive oil. And I'd be like, oh my God, that's so disgusting and so oily and it smells horrible. And the next morning I would wake up and I would be like, well, what if I did, you know, almond oil with this? And I was just mixing in, you know, it was for me really for fun at first. And then I just became obsessed and I started to purchase ingredients. I think I racked up almost, Alex, you're not going to believe this. I think I racked up $60,000 on my credit card because I became, <laughs> and I was so, it became this hobby that I just could yeah. not shake. And every morning I would wake up at 5.30 in the morning and I would, I took out my blender because I used to blend lotions in my blender and wow. I would just in, you know, and I was purchasing essential oils and I was purchasing rosehip oil and I was starting to get really super like beauty chemist in, in my small Manhattan galley kitchen, you know? So <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was just crazy like that. And my neighbors started to complain and they were like, you can't do this blender, this noisy blender in the morning and then practice. I was practicing Bach at eight, eight o'clock in the morning. And they were just like, 
I was just a woman, like, you know, just obsessed with beauty. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you became obsessed with DIY and making things for yourself. So at what point did you say, okay, I love making it for me. Now I want to make it for other people. And, you know, you started the brand and the spa that we know today. Yeah. Thank thank you so much for uh, reminding me that like after a while, you know, my mom became my muse. And so I was like, yeah. mom, I, at the time, I think my aunt and my cousin had cancer and I was like, mom, I'm going to make us a, an anti-aging cream that's going to be good for both of us. So I started making it for her and I would send it to her. I would send it, I'd start to give it away as gifts for friends. And I knew I was onto something when my mom was like, oh, my skin looks so clear and translucent and you know, glowing. And my friends were like, I want to buy this as gifts for my friends or for my family. So then I realized it was, it was becoming a little bit of a business. And so I sent it to a chemist that I just found online. And I said, could you please check this out? And she said, this is such a great formula. We just need to tweak it for pH balance. And, you know, and so I started working with her. She was like a holistic chemist. And then, then my daughter, I was, remember I was pregnant with my daughter and I was still touring as a concert pianist. She was five months, I was five months pregnant. And I just said, I don't want to travel, keep traveling like this. So I closed the lid on the piano and I stopped my career as a pianist oh. and I gave birth to my daughter in New York City. And I opened up, do you know the holiday gift shops at Bryant Park? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I. Yeah. So one month after she was born, she and I, I was breastfeeding her at the time. I opened up a little kiosk there and I think I sold like $40,000 of creams or something like that. And people were just like, where, what is this? And they fell in love with the scents. And so yeah. I, that was really the beginning. I started asking questions to the passersby that were purchasing. And I said, where do you live? And they always said the West Village, you know, so sure. that's how I decided, okay, that's going to be the first place where I open up a little boutique. I love your story. I just think it is, one, it's so inspiring. And two, it just speaks to your incredible passion of this area of beauty. And, you know, I, I, I bring this up and I always ask this question because I think people's relationships with beauty and how they view beauty, you know, it, it really does start at some of these like more formative memories that we have. And you've mentioned a few, you know, you remember your mother having beautiful dewy skin, you called it wet skin. You know, you remember all of these incredible ingredients that she was using, but you know, I'm curious, are there any memories that you can kind of look back to and, and, and at that point connect the dots that you go, you know, I really think that that time or this instance led me onto this beauty career eventually. Is there anything that comes to mind? Uh, yeah. So I, I just remember being so obsessed with essential oils. Yeah. And very like, you know, tr for example, truffles, caviar, champagne, grape seeds. You know, I, I was very intrigued by the, the luxuries of that, but then also the science behind these natural ingredients. And so it's funny because I bought an aromatherapy book and I was in my high school formative years, I was just like taking notes and lots of sticky notes. And then I forgot about it. And, you know, my kindergarten teacher who became a godmother of sorts during my formative years through junior high and high school, and she even attended with her husband, my wedding in France, she just became a really, you know, a good friend of the family. 
And I remember she came to New York City and she brought the book with her because she had kept it in her attic. And wow. she was like, Angela, you remember this book? I, I can't believe you are launching a business around this, you know? So it's funny how the things that they're sort of breadcrumbs that just lead you to your passion eventually, you know? Yeah. So No, absolutely. Oh, I love that she kept the book. That is so sweet. It is so sweet. And I it, I think even, you know, in our journey at, as we're growing as entrepreneurs or as career women, there are always these moments, these turning moments that are so important. You know, I talk a lot about how your fails become your successes. And even with the West Village, we opened up first as a boutique. And then I remember one of our first customers who came in just to check it out. She asked me, do you do facials? And that was such an important moment because wow. I didn't realize that, you know, I told her, I was like, yes, come back in two days. And she came back in two days and she didn't like the facial. And then I asked her for feedback and she gave me a lot of feedback. And who knew that, you know, about eight years later, we as you said, we'd become like a media darling. Beauty editors love us. We've won a lot of accolades for our facials. We've become known, and I, you know, I'm so grateful for this as the one of the premier places to go to in New York City for organic facials, you know, and I'm so honored that people like you and and we have so many loyal guests who come in yeah. time after time and you know, these little hints along the way that we just listen to. I call them intuition whispers where yeah. we just listen to intuition and they set us in the right path. Yeah. You know, let's let's spend a little bit more time on the spa just because I do love your spa so much. And I, I do think it's a very interesting, almost like a microcosm of what probably your beauty philosophy is because, you know, it's organic. It uses all these beautiful products and it uses the products in a way that mimics you know, your collection and your line, but then it also folds in, you know, some of the best technologies right now for facials. You know, you have high tech treatments that you can get when you go. And, you know, I think it's just this beautiful marriage of, you know, some of the more modern things that we may associate with, you know, day spas with just the really beautiful organic handcrafted products. And, you know, I'm curious, was that the intention when you started this spa? Did you always know that it was going to look like that? You know, where does that idea come from? The original intention was to provide these amazing smelling and high efficacy products that we make here in New York, and then marry it with an esthetician who was doing the Korean beauty lift massage. So that was the original intention of, you know, this isn't, this isn't something you can buy. You can't buy touch on Amazon. You know what no. I mean? So, and, and in the Korean beauty world, you know, the massage is so important. I grew up watching my mom and my aunts massaging their face and my aunts would do it. My aunt, one particular aunt in particular, she would do it for like an hour every morning. I watched her do this. It was gorgeous. And her skin was just always so lifted and glistening, you know, and so that was my original intention. And we still do that beautiful, we call it the K-Beauty Lift Massage with our serums. We started in introducing, you know, high frequency. When you do extractions, we want to make sure that your skin doesn't have bacteria. So the high frequency helps with that. We did the LED therapy because the blue and red and green lights are so good for your skin's luminosity. 
Um, it's targeted for skin solutions. So I loved that aspect. So we brought that in. We brought in microdermabrasion, diamond microdermabrasion. You know, so we were, I, I brought in a, a lot of these assets to the spa because a lot of the estheticians, I listen to them a lot and we have these meetings and they'll just br bring up an idea. And if we like it, we'll bring it in, you know. So it becomes like more of a collaborative moment there. I yes. love that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I hinted at that. I, I think that your spa is a somewhat of a view into your beauty philosophy, but perhaps that was a presumptive statement because I haven't even asked, what is your beauty philosophy? What do you have one that you hold, you know, yourself to? Well, so I really believe beauty is radiance, mm -hmm. whether that and your skin, just moisture, dewiness, skin texture, health, you know, the certain, like, I, I don't believe that younger is more beautiful, but I believe that a youthful spirit is gorgeous, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's reflected in your skin. And I think with the Korean philosophy, everything is intertwined. They believed even, you know, centuries ago that like your inner beauty is reflected on your outer your outer self. And so that might be the reason why K-beauty is such a huge phenomenon in today's world. I also believe that radiance is energy. So mm -hmm. some of the most beautiful women, Alex, if you think about them, you think, oh my God, she's so gorgeous. It might not even be because she's just got beautiful features. It's the energy from within, right? So I, it, it's just this je ne sais quoi quality where you just are very drawn to that person and it's very attractive. And so that's, the beauty philosophy that we have is radiance inside out. And then, you know, radiant, radical radiance, the book that I just wrote, really holds the philosophy. You know, when you take care of yourself and to me, and we can go deeper into this later on because it's been a big journey for me, self-love, you know, really truly love yourself, even the aspects where you think it's imperfect, you really, you can manifest so much abundance and beauty and joy in your life. So that's part of the subtitle of the book, you know, self-love rituals to manifest abundance, beauty, and joy, because I think that encompasses living beautifully. Yeah. And we're going to get to the book in a second and we'll absolutely dive into that. But before we do, I want to ask about your wellness philosophy, just because I do think that so much of the book is a it's not just beauty, it's wellness and it's well-being. Right. And so, uh, you know, to hear your point of view on well-being, I think is is important before we dive into the nitty-gritty of the book. Do you have a well-being philosophy? Yeah. So well-being to me is self-care. And self-care yeah. is an action for which your future self will thank you. So I don't think self-care is just taking baths and do it getting mani-pedis and massages. That's very important. And, you know, I, I really actually believe that that makes you feel a little bit more elevated to do those kinds of things. But I think self-care, again, I'll say it again because it's so important. It's an action for which your future self will thank you. So that means making the right choices, financial choices in life. You know, I believe women need to, we should work because you, I think work is beautiful. You know, when you have something that you're passionate about and you create a career for yourself, your your future self, trust me, will thank you down the road all, all the way to your health. You know, 
making good choices on moment to moment basis of what you're eating, knowing because there's so many food allergies out there. There's a lot of things that make you a little bit irritable, make you break out. Just being very mindful and aware of the foods that agree with you and don't and making a plan so that you're not hungry at three o'clock and eating Oreos, you know, that's self-care. Self-care is washing your face every night because when you wash your face every night, you're not going to bed with dirt and toxins into your, in your sebum, in your, oh, sorry, in your pores. And then that breaks down because all of that dirt and toxins in your pores, it breaks down the collagen. It makes you break out. So washing your face at night to me, it's actually the first ritual I teach in Radical Radiance. I think it's a spiritual and a skincare practice where you're resetting and purifying your, your pores and your soul. You know, so it's a beautiful way to end the day. So that is my wellness philosophy, you know, to to yeah. try to, you know, and I think planning it out, I, we have, Saver Beauty has a self-care planner. It's called My Next 90 Days. And just, we ask you to commit for 90 days for 12 weeks to your self-care because I'm telling you now in my 40s, in my 20s, I was workaholic, 30s, I was a workaholic and just working, 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 and I never prioritized self-care. And when you plan out your self-care, studies show that you're much more likely to, to actually act on it and prioritize what's important to you. So- All of these aspects, it's so, you can tell I'm very passionate about well-being and self-care, wellness. I I love it. I love the passion. And I also love your point about washing your face at night because I I actually always say washing my face is actually my favorite part of the routine of my skincare routine. I think that it is just like such a like therapeutic moment to just wash your face at the end of the day. I couldn't agree more. I think it is absolutely, you know, a vital part of a wind down routine and taking care of yourself. And it's it's not just aesthetic. There's something there's something to it on a deep level. So yes. obviously we are diving into the self-care of it all, which brings up your book. <laughs> and I, you know, I want to talk about why you felt compelled to write it. You know, it's 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 called Radical Radiance, 12 Weeks of Self-Love Rituals to Manifest Abundance, Beauty, and Joy. You know, this is this is clearly something that you are passionate about and from everything that you've just said. So, you know, what what sparked in you that said, okay, I'm now's the time. Now I want to write this for people. Well, first of all, I skincare was my entryway into self-care. You know, how you treat your skin is how you treat your soul. And what I mean by that is both need nourishment, care, and love. And I think the first chapter is start with your skin because I want to teach people how to care for their skin and show how exfoliation, detoxification, purification. We do that on our skin and then we learn those practices, but then we apply it later on to your soul, to your soul care. Mm -hmm. So we can learn beautifully on the exterior how to treat yourself on the interior. My mom always said, treat your skin like the most expensive silk on earth. Don't I think that's so beautiful, don't you? Like as a symbolic as a symbol of how we treat our skin is how we would treat ourselves gently, yeah, kindly, never pulling, never prodding, never pushing, but just being gentle, gentler with ourselves. And, you know, I guess because you live in New York City, I know you live in Brooklyn and I live in New York City or in Manhattan, you know, it's, we've, and we've talked about the West Village Spa. I just want to 
share a little bit. We have a West Village spa and then we have an Upper West Side spa. And I, people are always saying the, the guests are so different. You know, I have estheticians that work in both locations and they're like, they're completely different in the same city, but we've got totally different subset of people that come in. And the difference is, I always say the West Village customer is, sorry, the Upper West Side customer is who the West Village girl wants to be 10 years later. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, for sure. Okay. So, you know, and what I see, because I see both guests who walk in, the West Village, they're, they are 10 to 20 years younger. You know, it's a younger crowd. It's downtown crowd. And they're kind of, they're so excited to be in our spa. They want to take care of themselves. They're so into wellness. And the Upper West Side guest is the same. They're very concerned about the ingredients that's going on to their face. They're really trying to live a lifestyle of holistic wellness, but they're tired. They're really yeah. tired. Some of them are burnt out. And, you know, to live in New York City and then to, you yeah. know, climb the ranks in your career, you know, it's tiring. And yeah. now they have kids and they have a husband and they're, they're just like stressed. A lot of them are burnt out. And you know what I hear a lot? They, they just feel dried up. That's what I'll hear a lot from the guests on the Upper West Side. They yeah. say, I feel tired. I feel dried up. I feel stressed, overwhelmed. And we want to get them to look feeling radiant and juicy. You know, yeah. and so I think this is what this book is really about is how do you, how do you succeed in life and, but not burn out and still feel and look gorgeous and glowing, you know? Yeah. So um, it's really a book about manifestation, which has come always very easily for me. And my own personal story is self-love has not, self-love has not come easily. For me. So I was one of those women in New York City hustling and, you know, uh, I'm gaining a lot of success, but at the cost of my health, at the cost of my happiness. And so I wanted to really teach women and actually my daughter, this is, I want my daughter to read this, that you can be successful in life. You can go after what you want, but I want to give you a manual on how to do it through the, the lens of self-love and how do you do it through self-care and how do you do it through nourishment and treating yourself like you're the most expensive silk on earth. You know, yeah. so that that was the reason why I wrote the book. Oh, my God. So beautiful. And I want to ask you a little bit more about, you know, the journey to self-love, because I think it's obviously something that I think so many of us could take a few lessons on. And I'm sure so many people who who, who might be listening, you know, maybe they have their own struggles with with this concept of loving yourself. It's it's not an easy concept by any means. So what sort of lessons have you learned along the way that, you know, you would like to tell your daughter, that you would like to tell the readers, that you would like to tell, you know, listeners who might be listening right now? Yeah, because it's interesting because I think self-love was something that I used to laugh at and think was yeah. so fluffy. And I would sort of make fun of people who were like self-care and self-love. This was even just like five years ago. I would just yeah. be like, those, that's such a fluffy word. But I think I realized that I really didn't like spending time with myself because all that, like if I was by myself, the only thoughts in the middle of the night would be, you forgot to do this. You've got to do this. You, you have to do. And then I would just be like, it's like living with somebody who's just constantly hammering into your head and it's tiring. And then yeah. I wouldn't want to be myself. So then I would turn to social media or I would turn to work or I would just get on and start shopping online, you know? And, and then I was just like, who am I? 
And do I even like who that is anymore? Do I know who that is? So I think a lot of it is meditation, learning how to meditate and just be. I have rituals in there, one called inner essence. How do you, instead of I am X, Y, and Z, I am, you know, a mom, I am a New Yorker, I am a businesswoman. And, you know, Alex, you would say I'm I'm a beauty editor, I'm a podcast host, you know, you all these labels that we have, right? Can we just say I am? And then just feel the essence, you know, in, in a beauty product, there's always an essence and what an essence essence is, is a concentration of a quality, right? So like in a, in our care rose serum, for example, is the quality is it's natural retinol. So it helps to, for cellular renewal. Well, we have an essence too. There's a, there's an overwhelming, beautiful quality, you know, like for example, Alex, you know, not, not knowing you so well, but just being in your presence, I can feel your inner essence feels very peaceful and warm and soothing, you know, and you would want to, and mine is, you know, I used to think I was like a hardcore businesswoman, but really my essence is very warm and soft. And and so when you get to know your essence and you connect to it, that's your true being. And I think we should all spend at least one minute, 60 seconds with that inner essence and just basking in the beauty of it. And it seems very esoteric, but it's actually not. If you just get very quiet and you breathe and you just stop the conversation in your mind and you just connect to that, the deep part of you. I have rituals in the book that help you do that. And so I think that's so important, you know, where you just stop saying I am X, Y, and Z, but I am. And just for being I am, I'm worthy. I deserve the respect and I'm going to speak kindly to myself and I'm going to listen to myself. If I need to slow down a little bit, I will allow that. If I feel inspired to do more, I will allow that flow, you know? So that is one aspect of self-love that I think is very important. Another aspect, I call it planting seeds in the Mm -hmm. book. And planting seeds is doing an action that has potential for growth. So when I was writing the book, I would, planting a seed would have been writing a chapter, you know, that has potential for growth. If you have a young career woman who wants to, you know, get get a career, getting her resume out there is, or networking is planting a seed. And if you plant at least three seeds a day, you will be abundant. You know, think about it. If you, if you plant three seeds a day, that's 21 seeds in a week. And you will grow and you will have an abundant garden. And to me, that's like that brings forth financial success. That brings forth career success, you know? So these are all, that's, this is self-love. Yeah. I love that seed tip because it's, you know, for, I consider myself type A. I'd probably assume you consider yourself type A as well. But it is an actionable item. And I think that speaks to something for a certain type of person who, They like to, you know, put things in action, something that they can put into use, right? And I also think it perhaps speaks to something that you mentioned is kind of, you know, almost like being a little weary of the woo-woo of it all, right? Like you mentioned that, you know, you thought that self-love even was, you know, maybe a little bit of a fluffy concept. Obviously, you got over that and you embraced this concept. You embraced the ritual of it all. I'm somebody who obviously has gotten over and I have a whole podcast where I talk about (laughs) self-love quite a bit. And I've certainly leaned into the woo-woo of it all. But how do you talk to people 
who are perhaps hesitant of, you know, going on this soul searching journey of opening up to rituals, of opening up to these concepts, because I, we live in New York, we're surrounded by people who are perhaps they put up that wall, you know, how do you help them take down that wall? I mean, I think I speak from experience where I built a, you know, a seven figure multi-million dollar business. I seemed so happy and successful on the outside, but at the end of the day, if you don't take care of yourself, I can promise you the result is overwhelm, burnout, and even more catastrophic. You know, I think the, the, the results will not bring, you know, we always think that we're going after the next and we're climbing the, the social or the, the career ladder. And, but what, to what, to what cost, to what extent are you going to do this? And I really genuinely feel, Alex, now that beauty and success, it really is about the quality of your life when you are alone, you know? Wow. And your, the closest relationships in your life. I think the quality of your, the quality of your relationships is so important. That is richness. That is success. And I think some people have to learn that for themselves you know, where Mm -hmm. they will have to get to the point where they're just going to crash and burn. And then they realize what's next. Do you remember Michael? You, of course, you know, Michael Phelps and you know how depressed he was after the Olympics. Yeah. He crashed and And, you know, I I remember an interview with him where he said, I just didn't want to get out of bed after I won the gold because I just, I felt like a nobody. And I'm telling you, when you go after something so hardcore and you lose yourself, you feel like there's just a shell of who you are and you're only as rich as how full you feel inside, you know? Mm, Of course. And I can honestly say that you can love yourself and you can take care of yourself and be equally as successful, if not more. I, Mm. I, way I run my business today is so different from the way I run my business, ran my business before. It used to be numbers, let's, let's go, let's go. And now it's more about how much do you love this brand? How much do you love helping other people? And yes, we have to meet certain numbers and yes, there are spreadsheets, but also let's, let's go from within and radiate that, what we love, you know, let's radiate what we love. And so it's a very different feeling. I don't know if I'm articulating it right no, now. You absolutely are. You absolutely are. And, and I think everything that you says that you have been saying, you know, absolutely connects where you know, without this vital component of self-love, the rest will eventually crumble. You know, it's like the core of it. And I, I think it's, a, it's such a beautiful concept. I have, a, I have a question about the book and it's kind of a strange, or not a strange question, but why rituals? Because, and, and I ask this because, you know, it's a book about self-love and it's a book about self-care. And it could have been a book just of straight advice. It could have been a book of, you know, essays about self-love. It could have been X, Y, Z. It could have been, you know, so many different ways to talk about self-love, but you came from a place where you talked about rituals and the importance of rituals. So, you know, what, why rituals? Why are rituals important to you? Rituals are important because I think we need to be reminded over and over again throughout the day about the importance of taking care of ourselves. So if you just do it one time, it has no value in your life. Yeah. Rituals is a habit. It's what you do in the morning. So first thing I do in the morning, every single morning is I 
do, I put a or serum, like a pumpkin serum into my hands and then I mist it with the rose toning mist and I moisturize my face. I massage it into my face and I just say something like, I feel renewed. That affirmation seals in the benefits of that ritual. And then I go and make my coffee, which is another ritual. You know, so there are rituals that we do that really help to punctuate our days. And, and I also like, I, the reason why I created rituals and I kind of created them as little recipes is because mm-hmm. I, there are 12 weeks of self-care rituals, right? It's self-love rituals. I wanted the reader to be able to, even if they didn't have time to read the entire book, they could say, you know what? I need this in my life. And they could just pick from that ritual and they could just read it, read the anecdote, and then customize their own ritual off of what I've created, you know? Yeah. So it's just a right size way of being able to incorporate something even small into their lives. And I even go deeper in the book about telling the readers, okay, now let's go on radiance retreats, right? Mm-hmm. So radiance rituals are small little private ceremonies, but radiance retreats go somewhere in the woods, go glamping, or, you know, you can do this with yourself or with a loved one or with your family or with friends. It doesn't matter, but it's a moment for you to get away and refill and replenish your well, right? Yeah. So yeah, so there are radiance rituals and then radiance retreats. What are some of your favorite rituals or retreats that you cover uh, in the book? Okay, there's so many. I love doing the vibrational deep cleanse. Okay. (laughs) Which is, first of all, yeah. So first of all, I have to say my favorite thing is the ritual number one, which is your favorite, which is cleansing your night. And I do a double cleanse ritual. So that's my favorite. But I love a vibrational deep cleanse because for me, like cleaning your inside is like such a beautiful way to be able to vibrate on a higher level because mm-hmm. I really believe everything is energy. And so when you're feeling down and you're vibrating on a lower level, you start to attract that kind of energy into your life. And so I am always constantly trying to tune into a higher energy. So a vibrational deep cleanse is something that I love doing. And they're just a series of questions that you ask yourself on how are you feeling? What were the triggers? And what are you grateful that you've learned? What are the takeaways? And how do you want to feel? And then meditating on that, the energy of that feeling. So that's, yeah. that's really a vibrational deep cleanse. So that's my favorite. Let's see, what else? Oh, I have a breast facial in here. <laughs> yeah, well, a breast facial is very interesting. So I went to a Korean spa. Have you ever done a breast facial? No, I'm so curious. Okay, so it's a Korean, it's a Korean thing, okay? So, and you know, okay. Koreans have crazy little things that they do in spas. Yeah. But there's just this woman who, it, she just matter matter of factly gives your facial a facial to your breasts and I really yeah and I love it because it's very you know our breasts are kind of commodified and they're you get your breast exams and they really hurt and then you know babies are you're breastfeeding they're lusted after you have to put them into these uncomfortable bras and so just being able to be grateful and just doing a breast in the shower where you're double cleansing, giving it a mask if you want. You could do even a peel, a light peel on it. And just the whole time, just feeling grateful that you've got these, you know, healthy breasts, you know, or yeah. if you don't, like I have a friend who just survived breast cancer 
And she's just like, thank you so much that I survived. You know, so it's just a nice mm. way to acknowledge your your breasts. Yeah, I love that. And that really speaks to something that I try to, you know, realize in myself uh, for for all aspects of my body is, you know, your body isn't a means to its, an, an end. It's it is. And, right. you know, I think sometimes we 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 tend to forget that. And I think it, that speaks to that in a really, really beautiful way. So I right. think I need to put a, a breast facial on my to do list now. <laughs> I'll send you the protocol for it. It's in, it's in the book. So, OK, you'll be okay. Able to- well, I'll, I'll look it up when I go home then. And, and then there's, you know, I have a laughter cleanse in, in there as that. well, because I think humor is one of the fastest way to bring up your vibe. Just just a planning a time when you're going to get together with friends or with yourself. I love Ali Wong on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, stand-up comedians. I, I go a lot to stand-up comedy shows here in New York City because I just think yeah. it's a really fun way to laugh. I think humor is like one of the most healing rituals that we all could incorporate into our lives for free, you know? Really? So there's so in here, you know, there's one where just I think one of those important rituals is to tune your radiance so that you feel learn to feel good unconditionally so that you are not you're not being affected by the exterior conditions, but that mm-hmm. you just own your inner Zen and that you are able to re- raise your radiance. Yeah, I, I love all of these and I can't wait to take the book home with me to devour all of them. I've been keeping it at the office in preparation for this call, but I can't wait to take it home. And for all of our listeners, you guys are going to have to go pick up the book for the rest of these rituals <laughs> because there are so many in here and they are all, you know, they're just all so beautiful. And, you know, I think your point of view on self-care and self-love is just, it's so beautiful and I, I I really, really enjoy it. I was just going to say, you know, if you go to RadicalRadiance.com, once you purchase the book, you click on virtual goodie bag. I have a goodie bag there with over $350 of gifts, value of gifts. So you just upload your receipt and you'll get a receipt, for, you'll get an email from me with a $25 code towards SaverBeauty.com plus amazing. videos of amazing women with their inspiring talks. I have 10 beauty food recipes on there that you can download. So there's a lot of little gifts. Oh, I, I teach women how to do a one-minute glow ritual to go from looking you know less than their best to looking gorgeous and glowing for a Zoom call. Yeah. So there are little, little gifts in there. I love that. Okay, well, I'll check that out too. I, I also want to ask because I love all of the ingredients that are formulated into your into your products and they are all so unique and I have to know where do you find inspiration for the ingredients that go into your products well so now I mean my mom used to be my muse but now yeah. you know who are who give us gives us all the ideas is really New York City our New York City clients. They come into the yeah. spa and they talk to the estheticians about their skincare concerns. They're so well-educated. And then the estheticians tell us, well, this is what people are asking for. So for example, you know, now it's summer at the time of this recording. And a lot of our estheticians have been coming to us and saying, you know, I would love for us to come up with a, a cleansing oil for like summer skin and like oily, acneic, sensitive skin. So we just did a lot of research, you know, what's great for that type of skin, especially during the summertime is like antioxidants, anti-inflammatory with anti-inflammatory product properties. 
and it, it really helps with skin repair. So we do a lot of research and then it's like, oh my gosh, Kalahari melon is yeah. a fantastic ingredient with vitamins A, E, A, C, and E, vitamin F. And so that is actually, we're coming out with this cleansing oil, Kalahari melon cleansing oil to reset the skin. So that's sort of the process, you know, the method behind the madness, so to speak. And so that's really how we come up with inspired ingredients, you know. I love that. So the last section that I always ask my guests is what they do for themselves. So now, so every night I double cleanse my skin and this is all Saver Beauty products, obviously. So I'll use, right now I'm using the Kalahari Melon cleansing oil first to reset the skin. And then I layer on top our Jasmine Milk Cleansing Cleanser, which is just this gorgeous milky cleanser that's so soft and it makes my skin just glowing and translucent and it smells like jasmine flowers. I love it. And then after that, I missed my face with the dewy rose toner. That's great for dry skin. And then I will, after that, I put on like one, a targeted serum of choice. So first I'll do the hyaluronic acid serum because that really helps to retain the moisture while I'm sleeping. And then I'll put on like the red raspberry nourish serum on top and I'll just massage it onto my face. And then after that, I put on our truffle face cream. So I'll just Mm -hmm. press that on my face and then I'll dot the caviar eye cream around my eyes. So that's like my nightly ritual that I do every single night. I look forward to it. I say all of my affirmations, you know, I feel glowing, I feel reset and purified. And then I go to sleep with a glow in my face. And then in the morning I do, I don't cleanse my face, but I'll in the shower, I'll wash my face. And then after I get done with the shower, I repeat the whole process. And in Saver Beauty, everything is numbered one, two, three, four, five. So it just makes everything super easy. And then did you ask what my wellness habits are? Yes, your wellness habits. Do okay. you have any, I'm, I'm sure you have a lot, but do you have any yeah. that you, you know, are your tried and true, reliable wellness habits that you, that you stick oh, to? Yes. So I'm, I love every morning doing my manifestation meditations oh. where I, I just, like I, I have all these affirmations that I've created for myself. So in the book, there's this section about creating your manifest wheel. And so I'll go through that wheel and I'll just read kind of my credo on each mm-hmm. section of my life. And I try to manifest the feelings of that just to get my vibrations up. So for example, one affirmation I say to myself every morning is for myself, it's easy breezy because I just want everything to feel easy and breezy. So I'll say that affirmation and feel the vibration and energy of those words. And then, so I do the manifestation meditations and my affirmations. And then, you know, I've got my coffee ritual that I do every morning. So those are my tried and true rituals that I love doing every day. Well, I love it. You are clearly a woman who practices what she preaches. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, I, I I know that I will be taking home your sage wisdom tonight, perhaps even doing a breast facial tonight. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. So I just want to say thank you so, so much for joining today. This was so, so fun to connect with you and, you know, hear more about your story and just get some of your really, really incredible advice because, you know, you you have so much to share. And I just I really appreciate the generosity of, you know, you, you providing it to us. Thank you so much, Alex. You're lovely and you're glowing and you're radiant. Yeah.
<laughs> well, the truffle face oil is like literally my all-time favorite face cream. So <laughs> I, I probably have you to thank for this. <laughs> thank you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want more beauty content, you can find it at mindbodygreen.com or any of our social channels. And finally, if you liked this podcast, don't forget to rate and review us. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week.